Live from WNUR News, I'm Alex Harrison. You're listening to the 6 o'clock news on WNUR 89.3 FMHD1, Evanston, Chicago. It's Friday, October 22nd, 2021. Tonight on WNUR News, an interview with organizers from the Reform Caps movement, SPAC 9 shakes campus before the homecoming game, and the results of a random phone call spree. Those stories and more coming up tonight on WNUR News. Thanks for tuning in to WNUR News in Campus Local tonight. On Monday, October 11th, the Reform CAPS Advocacy Group sat down with the Director of CAPS and the Dean of Students to share student experiences and discuss their demands. Speaking with the leaders of the at Reform CAPS NU Instagram, Ali Bianco has the story. Content warning. The following story contains discussion of mental illness. For crisis support, text HOME to 741741. I was seen as a liability before I was seen as a human. Literally face every mental health concern you've ever had. Threatened to put me on forced medical leave instead of trying to help me. I told them I felt all alone on the phone with a complete stranger. Maybe you should schedule another phone call next week? CAPS is incapable of providing any support. Last spring, a new page popped up on Instagram with the handle at ReformCAPSNU. The advocacy group started publishing personal testimonies of Northwestern students who felt that Northwestern's Counseling and Psychological Services, CAPS, had been unable to help students on campus. Seven months after the page launched, on Monday, October 11th, Reform CAPS sat down with the director of CAPS and the dean of students to share student experiences and discuss their demands. Today, I spoke with Reform CAPS leaders Jenny Bogdanovich, Catherine Zung, and Zahabzida Mayed to talk about their meeting and their next steps. So, one week ago today, you had a meeting with the director of CAPS. How did that get organized? At the end of spring, over summer, we were still continuing to talk a lot about like how we want to go forward as an organization and group on campus. CAPS and Dean of Students actually reached out to us before we did. They were willing to open up like an open relationship. So you're preparing for this meeting and you make this magazine with these statistics and these student experiences. Why did you decide to put all your information into this magazine? I think for me personally, like um, zines are a great way of just like storytelling. I have a lot of experience with just design and storytelling that context. Yeah, I think also there's a political history behind making zines. So it's Monday and you're in Scott Hall and you're waiting for the CAPS director to show up. How do you all feel in the moments just before this meeting? I felt ready. After we had the forum, after we made the zine, I was like, I'm ready. It was very impactful just being in like being at the meeting and even before that just like the fact of like we're actually gonna somehow like get at least accountability. And Jenny what was their reaction when you gave them the magazine? I think they were a little shocked. I think that was at least for me part of the reason for bringing the zine and for making it and for having a really concrete culmination of the work that we've been doing was to hand that to them and be like we're serious. And so you have this list of demands that you separate into sections. You have releasing CAPS data, releasing policies and procedures, reducing wait times, creating an accountability board, and hiring more diverse staff. Did you talk about all of these demands with CAPS? 
We go into more detail about a few things in our zine, which is wait times, crisis situations, and referrals. So we really focused on those three because I think they really flow into each other and they really illustrate a lot of the kind of the foundation of why CAPS is failing to serve students. So that's the fact that students can't get an appointment. I mean, they have to wait right now, you know, two weeks, mm -hmm. an artificially shortened wait time because you can't book out past two weeks. Students are struggling to even get an initial appointment. And then students who are in crisis, the crisis line is unpredictable. Um, their policies are unclear. They're not transparent about what happens when you're in a crisis situation. And they've, as we've seen in student experiences, been very invalidating to students about what constitutes a crisis. There have been students told that they're not in crisis when they feel that they are. Um, and then going into referrals, um, since CAPS has a short-term therapy model, it really relies heavily on outside referrals. And if you look at CAPS referral database, it's 70% white, which means that it fundamentally cannot serve its students and cannot serve BIPOC students. Uh, the feedback that we gave um, to administration was a lot about like, um, yes, you started like the same day virtual appointments now that CAPS has started recently, mm -hmm. as well as like um, just this whole thing, like counselors are available for you to talk if you're in a crisis. Well, that is a good initiative. I think it is very important to recognize how Crisis Line or just like CAPS has dealt with crisis situations in the past and how students feel impacted by that. And um, disproportionately BIPOC and marginalized students where it just creates a very um, different like um, level of safety checking that they're um, historically used to. I think also it's important to look at the data that they have given us on crisis situations. Um, and on our page about crisis situations, we pulled this directly from their annual report from 2017 to 2018, which is the last one that they've published. 55% um, of what they called severe and urgent students were transported to the ER. And Northwestern's number of ER transports was almost four times the national average compared to similarly sized schools. So by the end of this meeting, you set up weekly meetings, you're meeting with them again tomorrow. What are you hoping to see change? I think we're first coming at it from this approach of transparency. If we don't know what's going on, we don't know what to fix. Mm -hmm. and that includes like their data, releasing annual reports every year. Those should be coming out. They haven't come out, as Jenny said, since 2017, 2018. Right. That's unacceptable. I think also on that transparency piece, um, and crisis situations are a good example of why this is so important, is making it clear to students basic information about how to access CAPS services and what goes on with CAPS. And a lot of that is making their FAQ page, for example, a lot more accessible to students. I think like some immediate next steps that we have in mind are definitely talking about referrals, why that database is just insufficient. But like immediately we want like student experience forms. If a student goes to CAPS, they should have feedback forms and that should be taken into account. So I also want to ask about Project LETS, which is the mental health advocacy and resource organization that Catherine and Jenny, you guys have been trying to bring on campus. Um, are you all officially a campus organization? What's going on with your application? They still have not given us any reply. We were supposed to get a response May 25th, like a yes or no response. And shortly after that, we got no response. So I emailed them asking, where is our response? And they were like, oh, we need to talk to CAPS. And what would Project Let's do uniquely that would kind of be like separated from reform CAPS? Yeah, so we're currently working on support groups and support study spaces, sort of. Those are coming out next week, actually. 
Awesome. Um, we are also working on a peer mental health advocacy program that's common to all chapters of Project Let's. If Project Let's doesn't get approved, what happens then? So that is something that's pretty common, actually, that happens with Project Let's chapters oh, on wow. campuses. Um, for example, at Brown University, where it first started, it took them a year and a half to get approved. Finally, what's next for Reform Caps? Do you have other events and forums planned? How do you see the rest of the quarter panning out? Um, first of all, working with CAPS consistently, as we've talked about, um, focusing on transparency for the next month or so, but also keeping up all the other stuff that we do as an advocacy group. One of the things we want to do in the next couple weeks is paint the rock, and that will be publicized when we're going to do that. Um, another thing we want to do is continue having feedback forums because we really are rooted in student experiences, and the three of us, the four of us, however many people are in that meeting, we can't represent Northwestern without really centering those student experiences and hearing their feedback. Yeah, and if you could say something to the students that have been contributing to Reform Caps, what would you tell them? I think first and foremost, thank you. Thank you for being brave enough to share what you have shared. A lot of the Google Form responses that we get are really in-depth and very personal, and we see that and we are really, really working hard to do justice to those stories yes. and represent your stories and your experiences and make real lasting change for students. For WNUR News, I'm Ali Bianco. After the break, the well-kept secret of SPAC 9 and a game of phone call roulette. WNUR News will be back after these messages. Sometimes things don't always turn out the way you want them to. You can improve your future. Now get your game face on and take the first step towards a better life. Hurry up! Don't make me repeat myself. Whatever level of motivation you need, we've got a pep talk for you. Call 1-877-38-YOUR-GED or visit yourged.org for your pep talk and for free classes in your area. GED is a registered trademark of the American Council on Education. Brought to you by Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. Keeping your kids safe on the way to school is a bus driver's responsibility. When that driver is behind the wheel, they should be focused. And when you're driving, you should be focused too. Texting while driving on Illinois roads is illegal and deadly. Drive now, text later. You can't do both. This message brought to you by the Illinois Tollway State Police, Department of Transportation, Secretary of State, and AAA. Three tours driving Humvees in Afghanistan. Twelve years flying choppers. When my sister came back from her last tour in Afghanistan, she didn't want to talk about it, but she knew I was there to listen. Sometimes my husband still has difficult memories. They can be overwhelming. With the Veterans Crisis Line, I know where to turn when we need support. I made the call and got support for my sister. The Veterans Crisis Line is here for all veterans and their loved ones. Call 1-800-273-8255 and press... Welcome back to WNUR News at 6. It's 6.12 p.m. Central Time. I'm Alex Harrison. Northwestern's marching band kept many details of its annual SPAC 9 event secret ahead of homecoming weekend. On the night of Friday, October 15th, over 100 students went to SPAC to continue this homecoming tradition. Madison Bratley has the story. 
That's from SPAC 9, a homecoming tradition Northwestern's marching band puts on each year the night before the homecoming football game. Northwestern students advertise the SPAC 9 with ominous social media posts, group chat announcements, and by painting Northwestern's famous rock, telling people the where and the when, but not the who, what, or why. I heard through some mutual friends, so we heard throughout like different like social media that um, that spec that there was going to be something at spec, but there was no like indicate there was nothing about what it would be or who would be there. That was Weinberg freshman Abram Luna. There was no official university communication about spec nine, leaving many with questions and some willing to seek answers. Weinberg freshman Tyler Schreiber also attended, but she had some concerns. Everyone was texting in the Northwestern 25 group me saying, hey, come to SPAC at 9. They gave no explanation, which is a little mysterious. One thing was clear. At 9 p.m. Friday night, something was happening at SPAC. I didn't really know what to expect. At least 100 Northwestern community members did as they were told and gathered at SPAC, also known as Henry Crown Sports Pavilion, by 9 o'clock. But some people had eerie feelings before they got there. People who walked past the arch or tech on their route to SPAC saw something unusual. Clumps of students wearing black hoods staring at the ground, silent. At first, at first the black hoods did kind of creep me out a little bit, but uh, it was really cool, you know. Was... When community members arrived at SPAC, they didn't see much, only other students. There were no banners, no stages, no lights, nothing. Even some freshman members of Northwestern's marching band, outside of the drumline, were there and had little idea of what was going on. It began. The hooded students, Northwestern's drumline, started playing their instruments, kicking off the night's events. The drumline started at SPAC, then marched throughout campus. Stopping the play at Tech, the Jacobs Center, Foster Walker, Allison, the sorority quads, and other locations, while members of the marching band outside of the drumline, as well as other Northwestern community members, cheered and formed dance circles. Ben Smith, a first-year graduate student who has played sousaphone in the marching band for five years, says this event is a 30-year tradition. I love SPAC. I love SPAC at 9. It's really fun. Everyone, we go around campus and, you know, we spread some uh, wildcat spirit before homecoming. I approached members of the drumline in person after the event and reached out online, but each person declined or gave no response. Jones Hall was the last stop of the night.
The drumline didn't speak to the audience for the duration of the event, so onlookers never fully understood what was happening. This is Julie Pasca, a Weinberg freshman. Well, it was a very culty evening, I'd say, but it has its charms. Um, I didn't think that the band had that much spirit, but they were yelling go cats like a hundred times. So it was kind of cute. Weird, but cute in a good way. The marching band had to arrive at Longfield outside of Lincoln at 6.30 the next morning to play at Northwestern's homecoming game against Rutgers University. Northwestern won, 21 to 7. For WNUR News, I'm Madison Bradley. Here's a fun game to play. Step one, pull out your phone. Step two, open your contacts. Step three, close your eyes, swipe, and call whoever you land on. And step four, record the chaos and put it on the radio. WNUR News' Nick Song provides his results in a story originally aired on KCRW's Independent Producer Project. Hi, is this uh, Edie? Edie? And the okay, no worries. All right, thanks so much. Bye. All right, wrong number. <laughs> Hello? Hey, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Oh my Hi, god. Nick. Hello. Hey, how are you doing? Good. How are you? I'm all right. Yo, what's up? Yo, can you hear me? Yep. All right, tight. Hey, Nick. I can. How are you? Yeah. Okay. Wait, is this like being recorded right yeah, now? Yeah. Th is that cool? Yeah. That, yeah. No, that's totally fine. Is it cool if I record uh, our conversation? What is it for? Okay. <laughs> Did I explain adequately what I'm trying to do? No idea, but I don't really care. <laughs> I mean, what? Going through the contacts on my phone, it's basically a museum of people I've known throughout my life. Friends who've moved away, former colleagues. Regardless of the current relationship, they're still reflections of our past. The premise is simple enough. Close your eyes. Swipe through the contacts on your phone, and whichever person you land on, you call and catch up. Uh, I'm Tripp, and I know you from uh, a winter semester chemistry class. Sure. My name is Kelly McGahee. One of the jobs that I have is advise the student radio station, which is WPEA. Um, I'm Edie Graber. Um, Nick Song and I went to Merman together, yes, for middle school. Fair warning, it's going to be a little awkward starting out, but that's to be expected. Yeah, for sure. Is it, you uh, had me scared. My heart was like beating really fast. <laughs> I thought something really terrible had happened. No, it, it's just radio. So, my name is Jaime Romero. I'm going to become an engineer. I don't really know which one yet, but you know. I'm Ivy Tran, and I was a student at Exeter with Nick Song, a good friend. Um, I don't actually know how we met. I have to think about this. 
Hi, my name is Kyra Ann Dawkins. Just graduated from Columbia University, class of 2020. Well, the last time we saw each other was like the first week of June or so of 2016. Damn. Which is insane. I'm Emma Serrato. Yeah, but we share the same birthday. Right. Our right. birthday is September 28th. And I remember it was my 16th birthday and it was your 18th birthday. And we took pictures together. Yeah, 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 on the stairway. And I posted them. Yep, and I posted so since we last saw each other, what is the most significant thing that's happened to you? Definitely going to uh, college and then coronavirus ruining it. <laughs> yeah, that's basically it. I don't know if when I'm going to go back to school and everything. It's just been a very chaotic, scary, uncertain time. <laughs> yeah. It, it does suck, but, you know, I'm proud of you, and I'm just so thankful that we had the opportunity to catch up. It's great to hear your voice, both the sound of it and the content of what you say. You as well. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm actually really glad you called. It was very unexpected, and, like, it's nice to hear from you. Anyway, be okay. in touch. I appreciate hearing from you, and I'm super glad to hear you're still doing this stuff. Yeah, so now explain to me, what exactly is this uh, project you think? <laughs> Like more of a discussion about time, you're tying it into the idea of people you haven't spoken to in some time. Honestly, I'm not sure. Sometimes all you need is an excuse to call up an old friend. This piece was produced by Nick Song as part of the 24-hour radio race from KCRW's Independent Producer Project. After the break, a weather update to help plan your weekend. WNUR News will return after these messages. I'm in almost every school bus and classroom. You see me around the neighborhood, and you tell me that I'm a pretty good kid. Well, I'm one out of every five children in America, and I'm struggling with hunger. Please visit feedingamerica.org today and find your local food bank for ways to help. Every dollar you donate helps provide eight meals for kids like me. We are Feeding America, brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Hey, what's up? Holla at your boy. XOXOXO. You getting these texts? Question mark. Where are you? What are you doing? OMG, you are making me mad. You better text me back. I'm waiting outside your house. Relentless, aggressive texting is like sending an angry robot to deliver your message. When does the robot become dangerous? Let us know at that'snotcool.com. That's not cool.com. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Do you need to travel for medical reasons but don't have the money? Are you an abused mother who needs to escape to the protection of family? Angel Flight believes nobody should be denied medical care or other help because they can't afford to travel. Angel Flight has volunteer pilots standing by to help those in need. Contact Angel Flight to see if they can help you. Call toll-free 1-877-621-7177 or go to angelflight.org. This message brought to you by Angel Flight and WNUR. Welcome back to WNUR News. It's 6.24 p.m. Central Time. I'm Alex Harrison. Taking a look at the weather, right now it's a cool 52 degrees in Evanston, and that'll drop to a low of 40 tonight with some cloud coverage. Tomorrow, expect to bundle up. Expect 40s in the morning and a high of 54 in the afternoon, but nice and sunny with just a light breeze. And on Sunday, expect a steady 54 degrees and lots of rain starting in the morning throughout the whole day. You might want to choose a raincoat over an umbrella 
because it'll be windy all day as well, getting up to about 20 miles per hour Sunday evening. That's all for WNUR News at 6 p.m. For more news updates and reports, follow us on Twitter at WNUR News. You can listen to these and other stories of the day on our Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us on our brand new website, WNUR.news. Again, that's WNUR.news. Our producer today is Sarah Cadora, and our reporters are Ali Bianco, Madison Bradley, and Nick Song. Special thanks to Seager Gray. For all of us here at WNUR News, I'm Alex Harrison. Thank you so much for joining us. Join us next time on Monday, October 25th at 6 p.m. Now, back to scheduled programming.